When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can, can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Claw, up against the wall. Can't explain that what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USC is seven and five again. Oh no! Everybody, welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio. This is the CarCast of USC's 42-28 win over the Louisville Cardinals at Petco Park in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. We're going to give you our reaction so much more on a night in which the Trojans just might have put together their best 60 minutes of the season. We're going to talk about it here on this CarCast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Rain of Troy. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rain of Troy. Listen to us online on podcasts where you can get us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tune in wherever you find your podcast. We are there. Our email address is Rain of Troy at fanside.com and our phone number 818-643-7227. Second Woods Bruin Show. I'm your host, Michael Castillo, joined along with my co-host here in the Rancho Studio in Los Angeles, Alyssa Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are in L.A. We did not go to San Diego. We thought about it. One of the reasons we didn't is, I, I don't know if this was a game that, you know, really got the juices flowing for a lot of people in the last month, especially given the way the Trojans finished the season winning one of their final six games. Not a lot of positive vibes. Not a lot of oomph juice. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, but at least that looked really good. Maybe we should have gone. No, I, I think that us going, us not going was probably for the best because I somehow my superstitious heart believes that if we had gone, if when I had looked online to see what sort of tickets look like and we had just sort of decided to make the trip today, that, uh, that somehow USC wouldn't have put in the performance that they put in in this game. Um, I, I was feeling superstitious enough about where I was sitting on the couch uh, because I, I moved places <laughs> uh, right before Miller Moss threw that interception Uh-oh. and then promptly sat myself back down in the correct spot and then all was well for USC. So, you know, the superstitions were, they were rising high today and uh, and, I, and I feel like being at the game itself would have just, I, I, I just would have brought some, some bad mojo. I have, hey, I have that feeling. Both of us 
we're pretty spot on with our predictions of Louisville scoreline. You said 30 points. I said 27. The cards had 28. Mm-hmm. Look how smart we are there. But everything else we got uh, massively wrong. I know before the game you were talking to your brother about like uh, over-unders of uh, Miller Moss's passing yards. Yeah, the uh, the sleeper line for, for Miller Moss was 250 passing yards. And my brother was asking me, should he do more? Like, is Miller Moss a gunslinger and all that kind of stuff? And I was telling him, uh, I don't know that Miller Moss is a gunslinger. I don't know that I'd do the more. I'd, I, if I did anything, I'd do the, the, I'd do the less. Mm-hmm. And uh, I texted him during the game after Miller Moss got 250 yards. And I was like, well, sorry about that. And he's like, no, I bet against you. I took the more. <laughs> see, look at so that. See, exactly. We're going to get him on the pod. Exactly. Exactly. We gotta get him on the pod, and you guys gotta get over to Sleeper if you haven't already. Sleeper hosts daily fantasy prop games so you can make, compete for a chance to win big cash prizes. The game is simple. For each contest, you're given a pool of props for upcoming games across different sports. You can pick whether each one will be over or under, given the total. You can choose up to eight different props for a chance at a bigger win. So if you want to join in on the action, we've got you covered. We use our promo code FANSIDED2. FANSIDED2, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D today and receive a positive uh, deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's a super good thing to have. Use the code FANSIDED2 when signing up not only gives you the great reward, but helps directly support the podcast. So make sure you use the promo code FANSIDED2 when you sign up. And the offer only, of course, available to customers who are 18 plus and physically present in valid states, including... California. So please remember to always game responsibly and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. There's also a link directly in there. Click on that and it'll send you to the sleeper and think with the code already pre-attached. But if not, fansided too is the code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, Alicia, a lot to get into in this episode, talking about USC and Louisville. First thoughts, what what what, what do you got? SC with a big 14.1. You know, my first thought is that this is 
this was about as good of a performance as you could have asked from from USC. Going in, I think that my biggest anxiety about this game going in was whether or not USC would be up for it. Um, we've seen, we saw USC against UCLA. They they just, they weren't up for it. They looked checked out. And with the opt-outs, with the guys entering the transfer portal, with positions that were really hard hit by depth and, and injury and transfers and NFL declarations and all of those kinds of things, it was going to be a game where a lot of young guys were in there and getting opportunities and maybe they'd come to play as a, as a result, but there was also always a chance that USC would no-show this. Yeah. Against a Louisville team that was very good this year and and had every reason to to not no-show this, to, to come in and want to make a statement against USC, want to make a statement at the Holiday Bowl, uh, every everything like that. And I think what we got from USC was the exact opposite of what I feared that we would get from USC. USC came out with fire. USC came out looking like they had spent the, I believe it was six weeks that they, the, since the last time we've seen USC play football, that they've spent the, the last six weeks taking seriously the task of finishing the season on a high note. And, and it was in all three phases. You know, you got the special teams contribution. You got the great offensive output that, that Miller Moss was able to generate and then on the other side, you got, yeah, you give up 28 points to Louisville. You don't always look good on defense, but this defense was always going to be limited by the scheme that was in place and the staff that was in place and the and, and just all of the baggage that that defense was carrying. And quite frankly, I just think that this was probably the most admirable performance that this defense has 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 had out there. Yeah. The most solid looking they've certainly had, the so- solid they've looked since things took a real turn for the worse uh, early in the season. And it was really, really, I think just across the board, I would say, I would boil this all down into one word, encouraging. It was extremely mm-hmm. encouraging, especially because, like I was saying, my anxiety was about whether or not USC would be up for it. Specifically, you know, I I am a believer that Lincoln Riley can can get something going at USC. I'm I'm willing to be patient and see what he's able to do. But the way that the season ended this past year, uh, the regular season ended, maybe was undercutting, was cutting into a little bit of my faith in the, in the idea that Lincoln Riley can motivate a team, that Lincoln Riley can get a team ready to play when they need to get ready to play. And I think that he, uh, you know, Miller Moss stepped up to the bell and and Lincoln Riley also uh, stepped up to the to the bell and was able to prove that, no, no, he can get his team to play for him. And mean that they, was important. They answered the bell. They answered the bell, yes. Stepped the, up to it and then answered it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, this is a game in which SC had nothing to lose. And I think in a lot of ways, that can read as having nothing to win. We've seen this with bowl games a lot. Like, we talked about after the UCLA game, it looks like SC no-showed the, the UCLA game. If they no-showed the new UCLA game, then they absolutely could no-show a bowl game. They didn't no-show this. They played like they had nothing to lose in the best way possible. Uh, we got tweets on, on Twitter talking about, like, did Miller Moss suddenly look like uh, a little bit of Matt Fink YOLO ball? And I think, yeah. I, I Not necessarily that he played just like Matt Fink, but more so, like, played with reckless abandon in the, in the way that you want to see. Like, uh, I, I think very early on, the first drive or two, I think... It looked like, you know, maybe Miller Moss didn't have the most confidence, but as soon as he got that touchdown pass to Taj Washington where he broke a tackle, made made a move, got into the end zone, that just 
gave him so much juice to be able to go out and you know Lincoln Riley just dying up dialing up long long balls because why not what do you have to lose this season has already gone to hell you don't have your Heisman quarterback you have a defense that has half the coaches on a coaching staff that is basically getting replaced for the most part uh, you have all these different, I think there's 24 different opt-outs and, and transfers and injuries and all these things, guys who are just not here in this game. What do you have to lose? Like, screw it. Go in with the mentality that you've already lost the game and just go for it and have nothing to lose. And that's the way SC played in this game. Uh, they played like it didn't matter. And I think that that was freeing for them because they played loose. Miller Moss looked pretty damn good 23 of 33 two, uh, 372 yards and a school record six touchdowns not only the most touchdowns in a usc debut start but the most touchdowns in a bowl game for a usc quarterback which you know more than caleb williams had in the cotton bowl last year when he was phenomenal more than sam darnold had against penn state more than Mark Sanchez had against Penn State. Like, the list goes on and on. Uh, Rob Johnson against Texas Tech, right? Like, there's a long list of SC quarterbacks who've had great performances in bowl games. Miller Moss put himself in the conversation to have one of the best USC quarterback performances and have the most touchdowns. But I I, I don't know what to carry, to, to, to take from this and carry it on to next season, which I think is the one area where I think that just take a little bit of a deep breath because I, I thought that um, Joel Klatt explained this pretty well in the in the broadcast. Like, this is a team that doesn't exist. The, the, the team that you saw, the USC Trojans that you saw in the Holiday Bowl, don't exist. Like, this is the team that is comprised of a bunch of guys who um, are dealing with uh, transfers, a bunch of guys who still will probably end up transferring or... Uh, end up going on to the NFL or these are backup reserve guys getting their one opportunity to show out and see what they can do. There's going to be new faces coming in. We know that there's new a new recruiting class that's already signed this past week. We know there's more recruits on the way. We know that there's transfer guys coming in. This is the coaching staff, especially on defense, that half of them are not coming back. Like all these things, Miller Moss is, is future. Like, his future is is up for grabs because we don't know what's happening with Will Howard and whether or not SC is going to get him from Kansas State and what that means for him. Like, all these question marks. So I don't know that this game has any sort of bearing on next season. But to go back to your point, Alicia, about what it means for a Lincoln-Riley team, I think it means a lot. I think it means a lot for reinforcing your belief in, like, yeah, like, this is a, a way to underline that, yeah, uh, Lincoln Riley's offense is not just about Caleb Williams. And remember, he people thought, how is he going to replace Baker Mayfield? And then he did with Kyler Murray. How is he going to replace Kyler Murray? And then he did with Jalen Hurts. How is he going to replace Jalen Hurts? Uh, and then he had Spencer Rattler, who was oh so bad and won 13 games in a row before he was ultimately benched for Caleb Williams who won the Heisman Trophy also. So, like, this is a prime example that USC has the ability uh, with Lincoln Riley to produce a great offense despite not having Brendan Rice, despite not having um, Marshawn Lloyd, despite not having Caleb Williams and all those guys. 
Yeah, this was, and that's why to me this game is about two things. Number one, proof of concept around Lincoln Riley's offense. Right. Yeah. Um, like like you, I personally I love the story of Miller Moss. I love the idea of Miller Moss, the the kid who grew up dreaming of playing for USC. There's a picture going around on Twitter right now of him uh, as a, as a kid wearing a number seven jersey. Uh, you know, I love the idea of him winning the job and, and being USC's start, starting quarterback. I I don't want to overreact to what was an outstanding performance from him. Uh, absolutely impressed the the crap out of me. I, I mean, I came into this thinking that that uh, Miller Moss was was not going to look like the guy, and I think he looked like the guy in every in every facet in this game. And we'll t- we'll talk more about Miller Moss, I'm sure. Um, but the, the the two things was going to be that Lincoln Riley's system transcends who the quarterback is, that mm-hmm. the quarterback that Lincoln Riley chooses will be able to generate an offense that, that has USC up at a certain level. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I think this was a really important game too for proof of concept that USC's defense is not without individuals who can do a better job than than... The, the defense did this past season. Uh, just just look at in this game, the tackling was noticeably better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the having guys like Jacoby Covington and Jalen Smith, I think, is extremely encouraging for USC secondary because uh, and Prophet Brown was in there making um, making you know open field tackles that we just hadn't seen from USC and keeping things in front of them in in ways that we hadn't seen from USC and and getting stops on third down like we hadn't seen from USC in many, 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 many weeks. Uh, And it's sort of another proof of concept that I come out of this game feeling more strongly than ever that Danton Lynn can do to USC what he did at UCLA. Um, USC still needs to add a a couple guys that, that help uh, shore up this defense and and get it to a point where they can they can really mirror what what Lynn did with with UCLA's defense last year. But more than ever, I feel confident that that is the path that USC is on with the transfers that are already locked in, and with the performance of some of the individuals that were out there that you look at and you say, no, yeah, USC USC can can do things with you know Anthony Beavers can can get a job done for you. Right. Um, th- there's other guys out there that I just think that when you give them the opportunities that, that you're going to see, uh, when you g- give them the opportunities in a scheme and a system that actually knows how to get more out of them, that they really can turn things around very quickly because in a matter of, you know, six weeks without a scheme change, the defense did lock in and mm-hmm. improve in ways that made a difference in this game. You know, yeah, 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 USC needed to score 42 points with Miller Moss. But in the end, the defense put the game away in ways that we hadn't seen the defense put the game away all season. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty huge. I also liked how the team played as a whole. Like, we saw this on both sides of the ball where they didn't play with too much stakes, right? Like, um, Miller Moss was the, like, they. They made mistakes in this game, but bounced back from them, didn't let them sink them, didn't um, get too boo-hoo about it. Um, Prophet Brown has a big holding penalty on uh, the drive where Louisville scores their last touchdown, right? Um, 
But what does he do on the very next drive? He makes a huge tackle on third down, mm-hmm. um, which sets up the fourth down where Louisville should have got it. But there's a bit of a, a, a poison dart, and then Bob's your uncle, they're short, and, and USC forces the fourth down, uh, fourth down stuff. But Miller Moss throws the pick in the red zone. That could have been could have been terrible. That could have been what, you know, uh makes you nervous about the the second half crumbling and all that stuff no after that he was totally fine like he it did not ruin him at all uh he bounced back by completing like seven of his final 10 passes or whatever it was uh hold on i got it right here nine of his last 12 nine of his last 13 yeah that that's that's what you want right like you want someone who's just able to to, to shrug and get through things. Uh, Deuce Robinson has a big drop on third down in the first quarter. He's able to bounce back with a 44-yard catch later on in the game. The The only guys where I think that, you know, that maybe had a disappointing performance tonight was Zachariah Branch. And if Zachariah Branch is going to be the guy that you're pointing at as being the, the disappointing guy... I think you're in a good spot because you have faith that he's not going to be the disappointing guy fairly often, right? Yeah, well, I mean, part of the disappointment on Zachariah Branch was Miller Moss missing him on on a couple of big plays that that it felt like if a slightly more accurate throw downfield results in touchdowns on both of those plays. Sure. Um, I, I also I also felt like the the one deep ball, I thought Miller Moss put it in the exact perfect spot. For uh, for Brendan Rice, yes, <laughs> but at the same time, I think that that's not a play that Zachariah Branch should be going deep to Zachariah. Like he should not be the guy going to get a jump ball downfield. Yeah. And so I don't think that's in his repertoire of skills is to be a big jump ball guy down downfield. So you want to you want him to build that up a little bit. But yeah, sure, at, the, at yeah. this stage, I, I, I don't he, think you're judging whether or not Zachariah Branch can be a difference maker for USC based on right those yeah. two I plays think, that didn't happen. Right. I, I'm just saying I think Zachariah Branch could have given a better effort there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's less so a lack of effort and more so like. That's not in his not wheelhouse his of, yeah. of like what what he's what he's good at, you know. Yeah, and Zachary Branch nearly breaks a a punt return, which is yeah. you know, exactly yeah. what you want what you want from him. And and you got a, a huge a huge step up from guys like Makai Lemon and, and Jacoby Lane, who I think certainly made their case for uh, being exciting players that USC goes into next season sort of mm-hmm. thinking about. So, yeah, yeah, I think across the board, if you had put together a list of players that were going to potentially have the ability to have, like, a showcase game because of the opt-outs and because of the transfers and, and all of that, uh, the the list of players that you hoped would have a moment or two, the vast majority of them, I think, did come through with that. I mean, obviously yeah. Miller Moss comes through with that big time. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Lane and, and Makai Lemon uh, absolutely have their moments. Deuce Robinson ends up with the big touchdown. Um, of course, well, even Carson Tabarachi comes out with that, with that huge 32 yards. yard gain right yeah. before the interception that I was in the middle of doing an all caps tweet about Tabarachi coming through when Miller threw the interception and had to throw that into the drafts. Yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting because uh, we're, we're going to talk about the over-under, or the Ray and Troy over-under when we do the, the you know, full recap episode, the, the fallout episode next week. But um, 
in that you put a line of 12 and a half catches for from Branch and Deuce Robinson it I think it was that, that was the right move of like the dudes you would have expected to step up big in this game with no Brendan Rice um and no Mario Williams and and like who were going to be the next two dudes to 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 step up there no uh Michael Jackson the third right and it was Jacoby Lane and Mikhail Hemmond combining for five catches for a buck 35. And I don't think I would have guessed that, but Jacoby Lane looked really good. Mm-hmm. We're in the number 89, which I hate. Get him out <laughs> of the, the 89. Put but, him in a better number. But he looks like a receiver who would be wearing 89. Like he looks like one of those dudes who's just a a big mismatch problem, especially in the red zone. And he comes away with two touchdowns in it. And it makes you feel a lot better about, I mean, going into this game, what did I say? Like part of the reason why I was, I was thinking Deuce Robinson would be a big factor is that USC didn't have Brendan Rice, who was the big red zone threat. Right. And it wasn't Deuce Robinson who who stepped up and and took on that role. It was Jacoby Lane. And I want to highlight Makai Lemon because his two big contributions in terms of, uh, as a receiver come early in the game. And then he, he fades in the in the idea of having the ball in his hands. But I came away so impressed with Makai Lemon as a blocker in this game. Uh, if you go back if anyone goes back and watches the game, like look out for number 24 on plays where he's not getting the ball. And he's doing his job. And he's not ne- not necessarily somebody that I would have expected to just he doesn't necessarily have a, a, a big frame of a guy who you would expect to be a really stout blocker. But he was out there you know, getting in, getting in the way and and sticking his blocks and opening up opportunities for other people. And, like, that is exactly what USC needs yeah. from their receiving core. And I think that is one of the areas that this, this receiving core this season really disappointed me in because I expect a USC receiving core to be much better at that than we saw from a lot of the guys that were that were sort of core dudes in, in on this team. And to see the future of USC's receiving core... Uh, in in guys like Makai Lemon and Jacoby Lane, while knowing what we already know about Zachariah Branch and Deuce Robinson, that receiving core is it, it's so wonderful to see each of them in their own very specific ways give you the the hope and excitement for the for for the coming years, knowing yeah. what they what they can become. And I think that's that's the the what I'm sort of clinging to on all of this is that I think a lot of guys did that. A lot of guys made their point about optimism because mm-hmm. there are some very, very good players on this team who don't go just because Caleb Williams goes away. doesn't mean that those guys go away. Yeah. I, I want to go back to, I want to talk about Taj Washington. So I want to get there, but who is to, going away, sadly? Yeah, to, who is going away? <laughs> but to go back to, to to continue on with the guys who like showed up um, in their in their opportunity to have a big game. I think Jalen Smith on defense, huge, absolutely one of those guys. Twelve tackles. He was all over the place. Uh, you, you mentioned before Anthony Beavers. I thought um, Prophet Brown had his moments too. Um, Jamal Muhammad, uh, five tackles, had a half sack, half tackle for loss. He was someone who really early on for the in, in the season had a bunch of tackles for loss and sacks and kind of fell by the wayside in, in terms of making havoc plays down the stretch. And if SC would have gotten the production, they would have gotten him 
out of him at the beginning of the season when they were winning a bunch of games, maybe that maybe that changes things. He he had a good game tonight. Um, Bear Alexander didn't have his greatest game, but he had a, a couple of big moments, had a big tackle for loss as well. Um, but I do want to talk about the guys that we won't be seeing anymore. And one of those is Taj Washington, seven catches, 99 yards, two touchdowns, did not have his patented 40-yard catch, but seven catches, 99 yards, two touchdowns. That just feels like the most Taj Washington game ever, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, like, like that's, that line just feels like Taj Washington to me. Extremely Taj Washington, an understated seven catch, 99 yard, yeah. two, two touchdown He was mega. Absolutely mega. And he's been mega all season pretty much. And, you know, he, he, he just tends to be an understated performer. Um, I think that Taj Washington for USC is going to be a big miss. USC needs somebody and and maybe it is Mikai Lemon maybe it is um you know uh, Kyron Hudson who also popped up with a couple catches and and was very very stout with his catches and had a really nice touchdown as well yeah uh, maybe maybe one of those guys is the guy who steps up maybe as a transfer whatever it is Taj Washington is the kind of receiver that you need to have in order for your offense to click he is ultra reliable he gets yes. the job done uh he can do do different kinds of jobs all over the field underneath. He scored, he, he, he shook loose, shook loose from somebody and got free for a touchdown, goes over the top and kills you, goes up and cont- with contested balls and will catch it. Uh, he is just that reliable receiver. I was having some conversations with people about the, the chiefs this year and sort of why it is that the chiefs offense doesn't look quite as, as good as it, as, as it has looked in the past and my argument continues to be that Juju Smith-Schuster was such an integral part of last year's receiving core because he was just that reliable, understated dude. Yeah. Not not your flashy, you know, number one Pro Bowl kind of level guy. Uh, but you can't; they can't all be that. You need guys who are just there, who will be where the where the quarterback expects them to be, who will make the catches tough and easy. And who will get the job done? And that's Taj Washington. That was Juju Smith-Schuster for for uh, for the Chiefs last year. Uh, they miss him a lot, and that's Taj Washington for USC this year. And you don't want USC to have to miss him a lot. You need to find somebody who's able to take on that mantle and take on that role because he's moving on. He is going to be one of the bigger, more understated misses for USC. Uh, going into next season, and and this was another game that proves that he's just he's just a dude. He goes out there and does uh, does all of the things that helps your offense tick over. Yeah, goes over the thousand yard mark. Uh, finishes his USC career with 165 catches as a Trojans over three years. Puts himself at at uh, number 14 on USC's all time catch list uh, by doing that. Uh, seven catches, 99 yards tonight. He needs his flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos from the Nerd Truck Stops podcast tweeted out that like the touchdown pass in the first in the first quarter where he he made that guy miss first time that Taj Washington has looked like a USC receiver to him, and which is which is Taj Washington slander of the highest order, and is. I do not stand for it. <laughs> it is, but like I get what he is. I I get the point that that is being made there, which is that like. You, you make your list of 25 greatest USC receivers of all time. Taj Washington's not making that list. He's not. 
Yes. But he's number 14 on USC's all-time catch list. He's also someone that I think that you absolutely want as your third option. And that's the issue. The The issue this year was that, that he had to be number one. He was the number one receiver. And you, you don't want a Taj Washington. To, you absolutely want a Taj Washington type on your team. Yes. But you don't want them to be your number one receiver. And that was an issue that's, that's sort of beyond... Taj Washington and, and, and his pay grade and everything like he still went out and did exactly what you need from him the issue was everybody else like the, really the issue was like where was Mario Williams or Dorian Singer mm-hmm. to step up and be the number one guy right. uh, or Brendan Rice I suppose well, but I would argue that Brendan Rice Brendan Rice could did, have been Brendan Rice like, did his job with the, the, the 12 touchdowns you had your yes. you had your sort of possession uh, uh, sort of uh, utility receiver in Taj Washington. You had your red zone threat guy who was just going to catch the catch all of the the passes in the end zone. And Brendan Rice, what you were missing was your number one guy. And theoretically, that should have been Dorian Singer. It should have been Mario Williams. It should have been somebody. And no one was there. But like that's besides the point on Taj Washington, who right. has done everything right at USC and and been a great, uh, as they say in in England, a great servant of the club. Uh, for for his uh, mm-hmm. for his years at USC and and it's gonna be sad to see him go but uh, but you know you eventually got to go. He's your ca- he's your Camry. You love your freaking Camry. Yes, you drive exactly. a Camry. You love your Camry. You know that it's not an M5, but that's fine. But you gets, love your freaking Camry, yes. right? But it's yeah. reliable. It gets you from A to B. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And it scores you touchdowns. Yeah. Seven catches, 99 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, this is the end of the road for Austin Jones. Seven, uh, sorry, four uh, catches, 24 yards, 11 carries, 60 yards on the ground. Uh, had his moments, had a long of 35, but really, SC did not run the ball much in this game. Did not run the ball great either. Um, this was... This is the kind of the first time we've seen SC go to a full-on air raid attack. Uh, in the Lincoln Riley era, it, this was interesting because I have spent many a USC game screaming, you know, run the damn ball, run the damn ball, and I didn't find myself doing that because I think that one of the things I really liked about Miller Moss's performance was I felt like he was making the right decisions on the sort of RPOs and mm-hmm. and uh, mesh point decisions that he was making. Um, yes, USC didn't run the ball well at all. It didn't feel like they were trying to run the ball very much but I will say that in the end Austin Jones closed out the game on the ground with with a couple big gains yeah. uh, that, uh, that that got the job done the, the, to the point where USC at the point that USC needed it um, should USC in future desire to run the ball more often yeah obviously. Um, absolutely yeah. yes in the context of this game, Am I mad that USC seemed to accept that they were not going to run the ball against this this Louisville front? Obviously, it worked. Like that where I'm where I'm coming from is in this game it worked. They yeah. they it, it, it in the context of the offensive line that they currently have, yeah. in the context of the running back situation that they currently have, I have no complaints about the lack of running game in this in this game because obviously everything else was was taken along and the offense felt like it flowed. The offense didn't feel like it was 
lacking necessarily that that element in terms yeah. of being effective. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Uh, defensively, you, I think you look at the numbers, and I, think, I don't think the numbers give it justice to how decent the defense was. <laughs> uh, that's because you know you have to judge this de- this defense on a curve. Yeah, um, we've talked about it before. They they were a twenty point. 28 point defense uh they literally were a 28 point defense tonight and i think that that's what they needed to be um you didn't want them to be the 45 point defense that we saw in november uh and they weren't that they were a 28 point defense but the interesting thing is if you would have been told before they're going to give up 220 yards on the ground isaac garendo is going to have a buck 61 and jack Plummer is going to complete 84 percent of his passes I think you would have absolutely crapped your pants. I I mean, like you said, those numbers on their own in, yeah. in the yet, vacuum. And yet SC wins by two touchdowns. And Are they yet, having a laugh? Apparently. Uh, yet I felt like USC's defense was was rather stout. I think decent is is a good the good good word that you use there. Um, they, decent enough for what they are. They. Right? Well, they were decent in all the ways. They've been horrific. Sure. For the last, only gave up one long pass you know, play two of over twenty yards. Yeah, they they they. Uh, they were helped certainly by Jack Plummer well, uh, having a bit of a plumber the, issue, meaning his his finger. Apparently, he dislocated his pinky, um, yeah. which just sounds not not fun at all. Something USC fans know all about. Though. I mean, d- yeah, a couple of times, yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, but. What I liked about this performance defensively is, number one, it just felt like they tackled better, straight up tackled better. There were a couple moments where maybe they weren't tackling quite as well, but uh, we had seen games, entire games, where every single down was no one could tackle even in the slightest. And in this game, those were few and far between moments. There were open field tackles. They were... They were hitting tough. They were they were not letting uh, letting guys just bust through every every arm tackle. It felt like there was a greater commitment to making sure that people were wrapping up, bringing guys to the ground, and getting that get you know getting it done. Um, everyone, it, it felt like they kept things in front of them for the most part. There was the mm-hmm. one busted coverage, uh, which. Of all of the busted coverages that USC has had uh, over the last couple of years, like that's the busted coverage I expect every once in a while because that's really difficult. It's really difficult to always have the running back accounted for. On you, know, yeah. you see that kind of busted coverage, and it was a long of twenty, and a long of twenty exactly, yeah. which you'll take every day con- compared to what USC uh, has been has been. Uh, yeah, has been it wasn't the Oregon game. Yeah. No, no, and. And you know, and Louisville, Louisville isn't exactly an explosive offense, but we came into this into this matchup talking about how Jack Plummer had been very effective for them, and USC had already seen Jack Plummer, and they mm-hmm. had already let Jack Plummer have uh, what I suspect is a career day. It was certainly yeah. a prolific day. It was when, a career day, four hundred and six yards. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like Jack Plummer couldn't replicate that, and USC didn't let him get anything. Yeah. get anything close to that. They so, didn't get jiggle backed. No, no, not in, not in. I mean, on the ground they did, I suppose. But when it this is this was the this was the interesting thing about you know everyone talks about like complementary offenses and and 
uh, defenses and, and all of that kind of stuff. And in a weird way, what USC's defense, you could sort of see the progression because when Alex Grinch got fired and the co-DCs of, of Brian Odom and Sean Nua took over and there was not necessarily a, a change substantively from USC, uh, but there seemed to be a philosophical change where USC in, in those couple of games during the regular season, it looked like there was a concerted effort to just keep everything in front of them and they just still got buzzsawed through uh, even, even so, where you could sort of see that philosophy in this game working where we're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to let, uh, you, you know, the, the, the offense is going to get some yardage, but we're going to make them drive. Right. in order to score. And that's ultimately what happened to Louisville, and that's ultimately what doomed Louisville because USC was out there scoring on just about every drive, and Louisville was having to toil away with 10-play, 12-play, 14-play drives and only getting touchdowns on half of those mm-hmm. uh, and then making a mistake and ending up in a three-and-out or, or doing that kind of stuff. That what USC did defensively forced Louisville to have to be perfect in order to keep up with USC's offense. Yeah. And obviously they weren't able to do that, which is why it's been so damn frustrating watching USC over the past year and and you know two years is knowing that a defense that is just that is that is just decent mm-hmm. with an offense as good as USC's offense is and and can be you could have just won games like this way more often yeah and the the other side of this is i think that you look at usc winning by 14 points the difference in the game i think you can make the argument um yeah i know that sc goes on six of seven drives in which they score a touchdown the one drive which they don't is the pick that ends at the louisville eight yard line so they were still going all the way down there every single time, eight, uh, seven drives in a row. But the the one, the, I mean, the, the two differences are SC took advantage of the opportunities that they were given. The um, the the fumble that is forced by was Max Williams um, mm-hmm. uh, in in the first quarter that sets up the short fields right after a third down drop by by Deuce Robinson. They get right back out there, and Miller Moss is able to throw his first touchdown pass to Taj Washington. Uh, 19-yard drive, short fields, get things going. You feel good about it, right? Later in the second quarter, they get the pump block. Then they score two plays later, two-play, 18-yard drive. And I think it was doing the little things right to take advantage of those moments were massive. And they make up for the opportunities in the red zone where SC doesn't score. SC went three of five in the red zone, Talked about it coming in. Louisville was the number one team in the country in red zone defense. Well, we set our over-under line at 69%, right? SC was under that. There were three of five. Um, but I think that's a, negated a bit by the the, the two misses or the, the pick and the and the and, and the Lynch miss field goal. But it's sort of made up for by the block punts and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the, the short fumble. field on, on the, the fumble. Like you take advantage of your short field opportunities and it's like you get those back a little bit. Um, and it was just SC doing the things that didn't implode their, their season. Well, that's because uh, like uh, I, in a lot of ways, this game played out very similarly. I thought to the UCLA game with the exception of SC finished off their drives tonight. They didn't finish off their drives against UCLA. 
Yeah, and I think that's it, it's about the way that USC finished that I am just most encouraged by. I, yeah, you know, I, I put this on Twitter that Miller Moss, Miller Moss, in the first half, certainly in the second quarter, was 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 feeling it. He, he you know he was set up with two short fields. He went out there and scored the touchdowns. He 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 was just he was navigating the offense beautifully. It was great. He leads that two minute offense uh, mm-hmm. before the uh, before the end of the first half. He wasn't just a short field merchant either. No no no. He was he was hitting. He was going going deep mid mid range going underneath. He was taking what was there. He was navigating the pass rush. He just looked he he looked like he grew into the game, grew more comfortable, grew more confident, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, the interception that mercifully wasn't a pick six and could uh, right. he could have been a, it felt like a pick six for a long portion of that return um that interception could have been a backbreaker that interception could have been the moment that that things crumble for USC and we've seen them crumble for USC in that in that way the defense turns around and and gets gashed to give up the touchdown uh and i was really encouraged by the way that Miller Moss and USC in general Mm-hmm. responded to that after the after Louisville I believe I have this right after Louisville scores the touchdown following the interception USC goes out and has an 11 play 53 yard four minute four minute and 47 yard touchdown drive yeah longest and, of the night in terms of plays and they go out there and they're converting third downs and they're going down the field and they respond with a touchdown to push the the lead back up to two touchdowns, and then Louisville gets the ball back and cuts through USC's defense even more, uh, more frustratingly um, on the ground. But the 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 saving grace of that one is that's an almost seven minute drive, which Louisville is almost killing their own clock mm-hmm. to USC's benefit. But USC's defense is starting to look gassed, and it's starting to feel like okay, so if USC doesn't turn around and score here, given how gassed USC's defense looks. This could get ugly. Uh, I was having memories of of the Cotton Bowl and how USC was in a comfortable spot late in that game, and then they just sort of they just sort of gave gave it up and, and couldn't finish and and had a bunch of blunders that that allowed the the Tulane to get back into the game. And this game was poised to potentially go in that direction as well, mm-hmm. except that USC gets the ball back, drives down the field, seven plays, seventy five yards scores another touchdown yeah and um even when they have to punt the the drive is uh, it's three minutes it's killing clock it's it, they're still in a good enough spot to to finish the game and, and then give the defense the chance to get that fourth down stop get that you know force fumble and and just put the game away so that the finishing was really 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 encouraging on on both sides of the ball but to me especially on offense given the context of that interception given the context of the touchdown drives that really take the wind out of Louisville's sails and make it just feel less and less and less likely as the game is going on that Louisville will be able to create the heroics that they would have needed to erase the the two touchdown deficit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of those big moments that SC had in this game was a fourth down in the third quarter. Um, Jake Jensen gets in on a fourth down, fourth and shorts. Alicia, if you were told before the season Jake Jensen will be taking a fourth down in a bowl game for USC. What would have gone through your little brain? I would have thought that, I would have thought there were <laughs> I would have thought there were some catastrophic injuries and that something had gone very very wrong. 
Um, and instead, it was a, a nice little wrinkle where USC was like, okay, fine, we'll do, I guess we can call that a wildcat. Uh, I, I like it. Former BYU Cougar, so Wildcat yeah, I think works. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild Cook. Yeah, maybe? Wild Cook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jake Jensen went to BYU, uh, and then Contra Costa JC before coming to SC last year. Uh, gets in there, uh, they, they review it, and but it was one of those things where like his knee just doesn't touch the ground until yeah, he they, gets the first down. They it's, can't. They can't take that first down away, having not reviewed the two touchdowns that Louisville scores at the goal line where it's the same situation where the guy's reaching out and those, those were just as close and and just as uncertain. You just go with the call on the field. I I will say, I I think it's a great story for him to come in and and get the first down and all that stuff. But I did not like the play call. Um, First of all, you know, when he comes in, that's going to, you know what that is. Like you have to know it's going to be a keeper. And I don't like that it was one of those ones where he like stutter steps, like does the like little fake drop back and then go like, you're just adding, either just commit to the sneak or something like it worked. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain too much, but it very easily, I think couldn't have worked, um, but it works. And it's a great story for, uh, for, for Jake Jensen, for Miller Moss, for Lincoln Riley, for all the Trojans able to get the win there. 42, 28, uh, Lisa, before we wrap this thing up, you got any final thoughts on uh, the season, on the game, on Christmas, anything? Uh, it's wild to me that this was USC's first uh, first bowl game win since... Since the Rose Bowl. Since the Rose Bowl, which yeah. is just insane it's it's crazy i know that there were years without bowl games in there and Mm -hmm. and that's sort of why but it's just usc should not go that usc should not go that long without winning a bowl game right um and and it's sort of no wonder why i was feeling so bleh about this this whole bowl experience because uh i i'd sort of unwittingly gotten Condition to just think the bulls were bad news, and it was really—it's really nice to end the season on a high, and it's really nice to end the season with USC playing football that wasn't torturous to watch. Like it's torturous to watch USC at times this year, and I, it was nice to be able to to watch a game and and come away, you know, saying, "Oh, that was a really good play," and "Oh, that was that was a nice moment," and "Oh, that was a big moment," and "Oh, that was a big throw," or "Oh, that was a that was a big tackle," or uh having having all of those moments and and being able to come out of this with a great deal of of hope and positivity towards uh towards the the coming years is really nice it's a, it's a nice feeling and i think that somebody like miller moss should absolutely enjoy this moment um i think it's uh, it's worth noticing uh noting right here that um lincoln riley uh we're, we're trying to find the quote where he 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 wouldn't say that Miller Moss is USC's quarterback going forward, but he said, uh, um, "I mean, he may have scared off anybody that that you would want to come here anyway," um, which I think is an interesting interesting thing to say when USC is is reportedly uh, you know pursuing somebody like Will Howard when yeah. Cam Ward is still out there when there are definitely transfer portal quarterbacks that are out there and realistically USC does need to add a transfer portal quarterback or two uh, because 
the numbers are low. Malachi yeah. Nelson is gone. You right. can, you can't just have Miller Moss on, on your on your uh, as, you, as your quarterback. Even if you get Will Howard, you have to expect that it's possible Miller Moss. Miller Moss transfers if yeah. he yeah if he if he doesn't win the job in the spring and yeah. I think you have to go into the spring thinking like at this point Miller Moss has the respect of his teammates. He has this performance which he looked outstanding uh, to me and all of the things that I look for from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I didn't expect to be convinced by Miller Moss in this game. And, and I was convinced by Miller Moss in this game. That doesn't mean that I don't want USC to go out and get a really, really good transfer quarterback and, and have a, a really fierce competition between them and, and see what happens uh, when, when it comes to the quarterback position. But um, I feel a lot better about USC's quarterback position knowing that at worst USC is going to have to you know come in and and be able to rely on a on a quarterback who threw six touchdowns in in the Holiday Bowl like that's a it's a really good position to be in if you're USC and and Miller Moss has put himself in a position to to live that sort of fairy tale and and what's not to like about that I just think it's yeah. it's a lot of fun Yeah I, I think if nothing else he he proved that he is worthy of absolutely competing for that starting job and I think that that's, um, a, that's what you want from him, right? Like you, you want him to prove that he belongs. I think he, he belongs. I think we're, it's way too early to say who should be the starting quarterback or any of those things. Uh, we need to see what happens in the spring. We need to see what happens in terms of the transfer portal. We need to see what happens in fall camp, but he proved that he is worth absolutely getting a say. And I think that that's, um, is a, Good thing for him, and we'll, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, you mentioned the long layoff, by the way, in the um, for USC winning a bowl game. This drought ties the longest, uh, the 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 most recent drought, um, the most recent drought that was that long. Sorry, but better better phrasing uh, is January of nineteen ninety six, the Rose Bowl, until January of two of uh, two thousand three, seven seasons which the Hackett years were in the middle when the Trojans uh, lost the Sun Bowl and then Pete Carroll lost his first Vegas Bowl uh, against Utah. Uh, sort of fitting that people compare Hackett to Helton and the Helton and Hackett years sort of in that, those same droughts. <laughs> but I looked it up. Can you, can How long do you think the longest USC drought between bowl wins is? Uh, if it's not that seven? It's you... not that seven. Uh, well, years. it probably is just it's just uh, it's probably in the in the fifties, um, when their bowl games were not as regular and USC was sort of in between the McKay and Howard eras. You're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Big brain over here. Big ah. brain, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, 1963, SC wins the national title, the 62 Trojans, uh, 42-37 over the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, first time the Trojans had won a bowl game in 10 years, a full-on yeah. decade. Uh, when they also beat the Badgers, 7 nothing in 1953, with uh, the only bowl game between those 10 years was a 20-7 to loss to Ohio State in 50, the 55 Rose Bowl. There you go. So that's the longest streak. Just did, Before then, yeah. it was uh, January 1st of 1945 until January 1st of 1953 with two bowl games, 
Two Rose Bowl losses in the middle there. So. Yeah, because back in the day, you only went to a bowl game if you went to the Rose Bowl. Right. Yeah. What a weird so, time. Yeah. I, yeah. Now, I, uh, now it's not so not so rare. The, you know the the thing like I, I I was born in the wrong decade when people say that or whatever. I was not. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> list, exist in a time where there were no other bowl games. I'm glad I didn't listen in the time. I mean, I didn't live in the time where the Dewey Decimal System was the only way to find a book at a library. You know, like back when, you know, you'd ask your mom how to spell something. Look it up in the dictionary. Yeah, because that makes sense because I know how to spell it. I could look (laughs) it up if I knew how to spell it. That makes logical sense. Yeah. We're lucky. Then again, I don't know. This world kind of sucks too, but here we are. Uh, 2023 is all over. Uh, On to 2024. Uh, The new year will come around next week. We will see you guys in the new year. Um, I don't know. When's our next episode? By Wednesday next week? The the third? Probably? We, we can't go on Monday because Monday is New Year's Eve. Monday or is New Year's Day. New Year's Day. And yeah. I will be working and, and yeah. certainly not able to... Uh, we'll find a day. We'll find a day next uh, week yeah. to do our Holiday Bowl uh, fallout episode and then uh, probably a season wrap-up of some sort. Uh, the Roddies are going to have to come your way and so much more. Uh, so as always, hit us with your emails, randomtroyfansite.com. Uh, phone number 818-643-7227. Suck at Woods Bruin Show. Uh, and until then, uh, thank you for joining us on this ride. It's been phenomenal. Um, you guys are how we do this. Uh, we could not do this without you. Um, it means everything. So all of our reviews all of your love and your comments and your listens and your downloads, all of it is forever uh, thankful to us. Like we are thankful of those things. And uh, we're always amazed that that people give us the time of day to do any of this. Uh, So we appreciate you guys. We hope you had uh, a great holiday season and continue to do so and have a great year uh, and onward and upward and all of those things. So uh, until next time, we'll see ya. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.